Hello and welcome back to the Sealy News Podcast. I am the host, Cole McNan, a sports and education editor, coming to you live from the Sealy News studios at Sealy News headquarters with another behind-the-scenes look at the stories in the December 10 edition of the paper. You're going to want to pick up this week's copy because it's got the wrapping paper special section with the winners of the coloring contest that's perfect for all the holiday shopping. Thanks for checking back in with us. Here we are sprinting towards the end of the year with only a few weeks left. But before then, we'll take a deeper dive into some of the conversations had and provide you with some of the bits of the interviews left on the editing room floor. This week, we've got coverage from the hardwood with conversations with girls basketball coach Anthony Branch, as well as boys interim head coach Austin Kilman, as well as seniors Jacob Gajewski and Nick Martinez, as well as a conversation with head football coach Shane Mobley about his team's all-district selections, as well as the overall District 12 MVP, Devon Hemaleski. All that and more can be found in this week's paper, so be sure to pick up a copy of your favorite local newspaper today. The front page this week is anchored by the Fantasy of Lights event that kicked off the holiday season in the words of Sealy Community Foundation's President Melanie Willingham, who was thankful just to host the event after losing Celebration in the summer. It was an all-day celebration last Saturday in downtown Sealy with vendors, food trucks, games, and prizes before Santa Claus made a special guest appearance in Levine Park. My favorite part, however, was the parade where, although Willingham said there were fewer participants in years prior, this year's contestants took the theme and ran with it, delivering floats that celebrated a 2020 Christmas with Grinches wearing face shields, trucks wearing face masks, and toilet paper presents as opposed to candy. It was a great time out there, and you can find more pictures in the Fantasy of Lights album on the Sealy News Facebook page. And hey, while you're there, you can toss us a like if you haven't already, as we're nearing the 11,000 like mark. So, if you have already liked our page, we greatly appreciate it. Now, you can share it with a friend and keep them up to date and help us hit our goal of 11,000 likes before the end of the year. Getting back to the front page, managing editor Joe Southern had coverage from Sealy City Council as well as the COVID update for this week around Austin County where the active case count was nearing 100 following two new deaths on November 2nd and December 3rd. Also live on SealyNews.com is the aforementioned Sealy City Council coverage where they took a look at the budget and made some adjustments to close out the 2019 budget altogether. Sealy City Council will close 2019 with a balanced budget, so be sure to check out that article to figure out how they were able to get that done. Moving on inside to the sports section, basketball is in full swing with the, all the area teams hitting the court on both the boys and the girls' side. And the lead story in Sealy this week is the Lady Tigers' late lead escaping in their contest with the Gonzalez Apaches earlier this week on Monday. It's the theme of this year's team, unfinished business, that head coach Anthony Branch has been preaching for his team to finish games out strong. Sealy held a six-point lead heading into the final frame, only for the Apaches to use a 15-0 run to take a seven-point lead with just 120 left in the game. For more details and analysis, joining us now from the hallways of Sealy High School postgame is head girls basketball coach Anthony Branch.
What did you like out of your team's performance here tonight? We well, kept fighting there. We hung around. Well, I thought we did a really good job running our press. Um, we worked on a little bit. We did a good job running our sets out of the uh, press offense in our dead ball situations. Mm -hmm. I thought we did a really good job there. Uh, for the most part, we, we did probably a decent, pretty decent job on 13 in the first half. We did a yeah. good job keeping her uh, off the boards. Uh, she got loose for a few, but, um, you know, and then we got some nice performances. I thought, um, you know, Evelyn played, played well, uh, did a good job getting to the basket. Uh, Heaven knocked down some shots there. I thought Megan did a really good job of handling the ball, and, uh, you know, she made a really nice on the inbound. We ran an inbound play, and she sealed that back girl on the backside and finished. And then she hit that pull-up jump shot, and then she had yeah. a uh, – and it almost had two threes. It right. was in and out, then the second one she made. So I was pretty pleased with that. A lot of fouls, I guess, down the stretch. All of a sudden, Bradley Bond and Evelyn, Evelyn Harrington had to go sit down. But kind of talk about the pace of the game and, and kind of uh, the craziness of, of that. Yeah, I thought it a good job, see, Coach. I mean, I thought it was a good pace both ways. I, I like to play. Uh, I think both teams played up-tempo like that. We like to push. Um, we, we're still not setting back screens and pin screens. Mm -hmm. We've got to start setting against teams that play man defense like that. We've got to be – we can't just rely on what we do on our base offense. We've got to be able to set those pin screens and back screens. We're not getting those. I've got to do a better job coaching that and making sure that we set those because those are going to be big uh, and, and – come district if we start doing those then those things are going to be open and then it then it, it gets everybody else even more opportunities to score yeah yeah absolutely um going down the stretch there what was your message to the team when you took that time out with about three and a half minutes left to yeah. kind of try and rally the troops well there? you know we had an eight point lead and and then what happened was they played harder than us yeah and that's what i told them in the locker room is they played harder than us we didn't step up they stepped up and wanted to win and, and that's what they did. But what I did after they hit that three, I was like, let me calm them down. And I said, look, our motto is unfinished business. Guess what? We had this game won, <laughs> yeah, and we let, we're letting it get away. Now you have to go get it. It's only one possession. And it stayed two possessions, but we just couldn't get over the hump. We had turnovers, um, missed shots, and then, you know, we just we just couldn't get over the hump. And that's something we're going to have to get better at. I mean, I like this team. I, yeah. I think – Playing against a good team like Gonzalez, who was five and one, who I think is a good basketball team. Right. Um, it kind of shows me where we're at, where we could be. Um, was very pleased with that. But at the same time, that's a game we should have won. For sure. And uh, we have to go get better. We have to learn how to finish games because, I mean, that's what cost us last year. When you think Absolutely. about the games that we played, we let those games get away. We had Fulcher beat here. We had El Campo. We came back and had a chance and let that get away. We had Wharton beat at their place, and we let that game get away. And then there was another team that we had beat, um, and we let it get away. Um, and, and if we win those four games, instead of being out in the playoffs, we're in third place at least, maybe second. And so that's, again, the message continues, which is our motto, unfinished business. We've got to have we, – we've got to finish those games. We're right now to a point is – this is a key part of our season because we've got this week and next week of really good practices and yeah. games, yeah. and then we'll have one more week, and then districts here. Holy so it, it's it's really important that they understand how important each and every day you got to come and bring your best at practice. If you don't bring your best in practice, then you will have a regret in the season, and that's what we talked about. We don't want any regrets at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. There you go. All righty, what else are you taking away? What else uh, are you moving forward with after this game? 
Well, I like, uh, we moved up a JV kid, Ariel Gonzalez mm -hmm. came in. I thought she did a very nice job. Um, she played, she had some nice block outs. She took care of the ball. She made nice passes. Um, she was a kid that was on the bubble, whether I was gonna bring her on JV and varsity. And clearly I think tonight she showed that she can definitely play on the varsity level. So I think that's a kid that's gonna help us uh, from here on out. So she definitely, I think tomorrow will be excited to give her her varsity practice stuff and turn that JV stuff in. Nice, nice. Hey, thank you as always to Coach Branch. The Lady Tigers were back in action tonight, if you're listening on Drop Day here tonight, Friday, December 11. Uh, but their Saturday contest in bowling was canceled due to injuries and SAT testing, according to Branch earlier this week. On the boys' side, Sealy opened up its season with the first win over Needville since 2013 where three seniors registered double-digit points to lift the Tigers in their first game of the season. First-year head coach Cody Carruthers, who had been Coach Ray Dabney's assistant, was cooped up at home after a member of his household tested positive for COVID-19, so Carruthers' assistants, Austin Kilman and Joshua Curtin, took over coaching duties with Kilman guiding Sealy to two wins as the interim head coach with a second coming earlier this week. The Tigers were scheduled to play today, Friday, and Saturday, tomorrow, with Carruthers back on the bench. But joining us now, following the season-opening win, are interim head coach Austin Kilman, as well as seniors Nick Martinez and Jacob Gajewski. We can uh, focus on the good stuff at least today. What was your What did you like out of your team's performance here? First game, first win. Well, the effort was there in the second half. Uh, our confidence was a lot better too in the second half. Okay. I think they're a little nervous to start. I certainly was. I wasn't expecting this <laughs> a week ago to be in this, be right. in the spot. So uh, it was a heck of an experience. What else? Uh, kind of leading up to the season, obviously, kind of delayed after football and stuff like that. But how did you feel about the team's preparedness? heading into today's contest well we have several guys who've stepped up as leaders mm -hmm. so i was confident in them and when we got the football guys back they they fell in line it took a whole day but <laughs> the next practice they were awesome and all right i'm real proud of them see where we can go sweet there you go uh what are you taking into tomorrow's game what else what are you taking away from today's game well uh like i said before the effort was there unfortunately dayton canceled on us oh sure so okay yeah we have uh our next home game against uh Columbus on Tuesday. So Next Tuesday. Then. Okay. We'll have a, a, a day of practice, get them right, and fix a few things here and there. But All right. that effort was there the second half. Hopefully it keeps up. Sweet. What will practice be like this weekend or, and leading up to Tuesday then? Well, I think it will be a lot of game situations. We had a, some pretty dumb shots and turnovers <laughs> late in the game. We could have ran off the clock. So we'll work on that. All righty. Cool. Uh, 16 points uh, tonight. How did you feel about your personal performance here today? Uh, pretty good. I mean, just came out and – practice what we've been practicing and it was good uh first game first win for you guys how do you how do you feel it's pretty good i mean we haven't really like came out and won like that and especially having a coach uh crothers out and winning for him that's pretty good yeah yeah there you yeah. go uh senior year right yes coming to your last year so what are your uh what are sort of your expectations here for this season overall you know just try to make it as far and hopefully make it to playoffs there you go. Yeah. Uh, what is practice going to be like here this weekend and leading up to your next game here? Just working on working on defense and offense and whatever we whatever we didn't uh, do good on today. All right. Sweet.
Appreciate it, man. Congrats on your first win and your first game this season. Ten points for you. How do you feel about your performance tonight? Um, I felt good. I had some few blocks, few points. Um, I need to get like hustle more on defense and then keep playing in the basket. There you go. Uh, first game, first win for you guys. How do you feel about the team's performance? Um, I definitely feel better than last year. I feel like we're putting <laughs> in more effort this year. All right. Trying harder on the court, so it's turning out good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, heading into your senior year, how are you feeling about the team and What's, what's different about this year's team, I guess? Um, this year's team, I think we care a lot more. Like, we want to we wanna go farther, and we, I got we try harder together. We work better together. We have better chemistry, and just all around, it's a better team. All righty. Uh, what is practice going to be like? What are you going to be working on in practice here leading up to your next game? Um, probably work more on our offense. <laughs> Our offensive plays, <laughs> right, make sure they uh, work smoother and get better passes in. All righty. What else are you taking away from, from uh, tonight's game? Um, took away that we can beat teams this year. Like, yeah. they, we, we didn't beat them in, like, the past three years or something. Right. We came out there. I know they had six people, but we still beat them, so yeah, it means heck something. Yeah. Heck, yeah. Appreciate you, dog. Thank you. A big thanks to those guys, and like I said, they were back in action earlier this week and caught a 60-31 to win over Columbus, so stay tuned for full coverage of that game as well as this weekend's contests. While the basketball season recently started, the soccer season is not too far behind with December 10, marking the first day teams could play scrimmages ahead of the regular season opening date of December 29. Both the boys' and girls' teams will play a 14-game district season after three non-district games and a tournament, which falls within the guidance from the University Interscholastic League's timeline to have districts certify their playoff teams by March 23 to set the stage for the state tournament on April 14 to 17. Both Sealy teams return all district players from last season and both were within the playoff picture before the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic that shut things down after spring break and ended the season without playing the final two regular season contests. Either way, both teams will be in preseason action on Monday, so be sure to give those stories a read and see who will be coming back and who will lead the teams. Speaking of leaders, the Sealy Tiger football team was led by a sophomore offensively who was named the overall District 12 Most Valuable Player after quarterbacking Sealy to a 5-0 district championship as well as two playoff wins. Devon Himaleski said himself he wished he was still playing football last Friday, but I caught up with him after the season opening basketball game to discuss the all-district football team as well as the start of the winter season. And I'll follow that conversation up with the discussion with head coach Shane Mobley after that, where we go through the rest of the selections as previously promised in last episode. So without further ado, joining us now, our sophomore quarterback, Devon Himaleski and head coach Shane Mobley. Congratulations on the overall district MVP. Yes. Has it settled into you? What has your thoughts been here uh, this past week or so? Sorry, I mean, mm-hmm. season's over, but just got to get better for next season, set bigger goals, and do better. How can you top a 2,000 passing, 1,000 rushing yard season and a district championship? Make it to semis, get more yards. I got you. More touchdowns. <laughs> and lead the team better. All right. 
Uh, we've kind of talked about it all year, being just a sophomore and being a leader on the team. Um, how did you get it done as just a sophomore? How'd you do it? My teammates were with me. They believed in me. The coaches believed in me. I believed in myself. And sometimes that's all it takes. A lot of other teammates getting a lot of awards uh, around the district. So how do you feel about uh, the whole team's uh, haul from the audition teams? I'm proud of them. I mean, 31 players or so got academic all district. I'm proud of them for that. That's pretty cool. Half of my line got second team and first team, and Draper got first team. Jacoby got first team. I mean, it was a great season, and I'm excited for next year. What has kind of been your thoughts this past week? Obviously, rushing ran into basketball maybe helps take your mind off things, but what, what have your football thoughts been this last week? It's tough not playing on Friday. <laughs> I wish I would have been playing today. Yeah. But just think about next year and think about doing better and improving and winning more games. There you go. Talk about hitting the hardwood and uh, going right at basketball season. How did you feel about uh, tonight's first game of the season? I mean, we won. There's obviously stuff we got to improve on. I mean, it was the first game some of the teams have been playing for almost a month now right. <laughs> so for having the limited amount of practices and the limited amount of time i think it was a good first game and we just gotta get better all right man all righty so uh going back when we were talking on friday on the field you were saying that you were gonna go personally tell all the boys who won what and every like that so take me through that moment what was that what was that like there in the locker room you know when we got back uh you know, the boys had time to, to reflect, and that's what I love about not talking to kids immediately after the game mm -hmm. about, you know, the situation. And every coach went around the room, uh, you know, a lot of gratitude towards our seniors and what they did uh, just overcome with COVID and everything else. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of success. And so, you know, once you, you know, when you're the last team in the district to finish up, you get to talk about all the uh, – you know, the, the honors and the awards for the district play and uh, the superlatives. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went through and we talked about honorable mention. You know, the kids, they got honorable mention. Uh, then we went and talked, uh, you know, first team and second team. Um, and then we talked to the superlatives. And, and you know, to have uh, Devon and Tyler both uh, on there is, uh, you know, is outstanding. You know, there's some really, really good football players in our district. Yeah. Uh, you know, Belleville has a, a lot of great football players. Uh, you know, uh, Swinney had a couple of guys that uh, were standouts, but Mark had a couple of standouts. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, you know, really and truly, uh, just to hear the kids, and why it's so fun because they, you know, we have two clouds. And, uh, you know, to see the kids' faces, some of the surprises and <laughs> some of the accomplishments that the kids had, was a huge, uh, you know, credit to, you know, to what they did. Absolutely. You know, and it's crazy because, you know, you got to take a lot of things into consideration because you're only, you're only, you know, it's only the district coaches that go in and vote. Right. And so you're only looking at district play. Well, you know, if you had kids that, kids that were injured. Sure. Or, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think for the most part, we were pretty blessed to have everybody throughout the district. But injuries, uh, things like that. Uh, you know, uh, again, we still made it. You know, we have a lot of kids that play both ways. We have kids that play different positions, mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth. And so that's, uh, 
that's really, really big as far as that goes. Heck yeah. And kind of a pretty similar honor from 2018 when you had the overall MVP, the defensive MVP, and the utility player of the year. This year is just district and defensive overall, but uh, kind of talk about, I guess, so there's there's two defensive MVPs since you've been here in four years. What does that sort of say to uh, the brand of defense being played here in Sealy? You know, uh, we're getting there. Uh, <laughs> I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you're going to win championships, you've got to be able to play defense. Yeah. Um, and, you know, nowadays with offenses, how high they can score and quick they can score, uh, you know, it just is a headache sometimes. Right. You know, sometimes it can be a nightmare. And, uh, you know, defensively, and of course, you know, we got tons of kids, but at the same time, you, sometimes you got special kids like Connor Krennic for mm-hmm. this year that could play both ways. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a big believer that, uh, defensively, I would rather take an underclassman. I want to take a freshman or a sophomore and try to get him to, you know, they, they, they say, you know, when they're a puppy, if they'll bite you when they're a puppy, they'll bite you when they're older. Mm-hmm. You know, when they get older. And that's, those are the kids that I'm looking for. Yeah. I want to find those guys that will, uh, you know, your Mason Klotz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, T. Henney. You know, Tyler Hennessy could have gone and been a receiver for us really, really easy for this sure. season. But, you know, uh, the kid just had an instinct and, uh, he got so much better last year. Uh, you know, uh, and, this year, he just kind of took over. He just kind of took over the defense and led. And, and you know, he had some great parts around him in Clay Project and Jackson Osborne. But, you know, we may not be the biggest out there. Sometimes we might not be the fastest, but the kids understand angles and inches and, and the tackling. That's the most important thing. For sure. And, uh, you know, we, we were, we were there, you know, I go back, I went back and watched the game at Miss Town Springs and we were there a lot of times, but those type of cats that you go against at that level, they're going to make you miss. Right. And you can't miss. And so it's a huge teaching tool for us to try to get another defensive MVP next year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> there you go. And I've, I, we've talked about him a lot to your sophomore quarterback. Uh, kind of talk about how he was able to do this as a sophomore and kind of what was the conversation around the table when, when the coaches were voting and, and, what were what were the, what were they all saying about about this kid? You know that that's the deal. Uh, as a coach, you have the right to throw up whatever kid you feel is necessary. Sure. And uh, there mm. was there was two young men that was thrown up there, and so uh, I wasn't able to vote. And right. So it comes out to you know the other schools mm-hmm. and uh, what, uh, the other coaches and what they decided. And uh, so you know, there's three kids that are nominated, then everybody votes. Uh, so how, that's kind of how that all plays out and works. And, uh, you know, Devon just, I mean, I, if you watch the season, if you watch the young man, I don't know if I could say the right words. Yeah. That would even come close to the credit that he deserves. For sure. Very, very proud of him. You know, uh, you know, expectations now, uh, and, I, and I've talked to him. You know, a little bit, but we're fixing to start breaking down, having our meetings and as we start doing this stuff. But, you know, my expectations now is, is for the next two years, he, he becomes the full blown leader. The guy. Um, yeah. You know, the, the full blown leader, especially for the offense. Right. And the mm. heart of the team, because I think guys around him, now, 
we still have to have that defensive leader. And, of course. Uh, we got some cats out there and, and uh, you know, it will be opened up. Uh, you know, it may be Mason Clyde that steps up. Sure. Uh, that, you know, had a successful year as a sophomore. Man. But, uh, you know, just, uh, there's not a lot of words I can say to justify how good he did and how proud of him I am. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like you said, you, you, you've got it for two more years. you got some other of those sophomores, you know, on these all-district teams. So kind of talk about that class, I guess, and uh, yeah, you what know, you're looking for. As you go through there, and, and let's just talk about defense for a second. Yeah. You know, if you look at the, the first team defense, uh, uh, you know, with Clay Project graduate, you know, Brooks Redden will be back. You know, he's, he's basically a three-year starter. He'll be a four-year starter. Yeah. Uh, Connor Crink, as far as the defensive back, was – was huge because he was a two-way starter. Yeah. And then, of course, Lane Holly graduated, Thomas Clark. Uh, he'll be back. You know, he's a three-way starter. So, uh, next year, defensively, having Brooks and Thomas back and Connor, uh, you know, just that class itself is going to be pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you start looking at, uh, uh, of course, there was a senior, Chris Price and Jackson Osborne. Those guys was really huge. But uh, Mason Klotz and, and Hayden Warnke, those two sophomores defensively. Yeah. Um, was huge, was big, uh, you know. Uh, but there's young men that played a lot, got a lot of experience on the JV in that class, like uh, William Forster mm-hmm. that plays defensive end. You know, his expectation, my expectation for him is to come in and take over for uh, Clayton. Sure. Yeah, there, there'll be some other guys that's going to be fine for that position. But, you know, when you start talking about that sophomore class, uh, the juniors next year, you know, I think they're going to answer a lot of questions for the seniors mm-hmm. uh, and help the seniors be successful. If you start looking at the offensive line, you know, you got Lucas Zappelak and uh, those guys. Uh, so uh, that's huge. Um, you know, but then you turn around and you, you've got, like I said, we got some guys returning. Monterosa, Jonathan Monterosa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that he's not very big, you know. Now, he may play some more linebacker. We may look at him. He may want to work out flex on defense again next year. Yeah. Um, you know, you got uh, uh, Cooper. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I think Cooper coming back, and, and so all that stuff's really, really big for us. Uh, then of course you can't say enough if you start looking at the offensive side, Graham Samonte and, and those guys at the uh, Connor Krennic at receivers. You know, both those guys will be back. You know, you got a Bonte Nunn, Allen's little brother, uh, that got some recognition. You know, he split time with you know the position Samonte played this season. It, he he jumps over in one of those other positions, and he could be he could be the cat next year uh, sure. very very easily. <clears throat> Absolutely, yeah, and I guess maybe even more, it's kind of more impressive is the 31 uh, players earning the all-academic all-district as well, so talk about getting the job done in the classroom as well as on the field. That's, you know, that's huge. Uh, That's something that, you know, personally on the side, that I take probably more pride in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, with our kids, our athletes, uh, across the board, you know, uh, if you go back and look at the girls volleyball team, how many made it there? Yeah. Um, you know, sports is going to be for a very, very select few people mm-hmm. professionally where they're going to make uh, money out of uh, a career. Right. You know, with athletics, with sports. But uh, education-wise uh, or military, you know, if you, if you want to go in the military and you want to be in a higher rank and you want to be able to – make some decisions where you want to be uh, stationed, things like that. The knowledge uh, education part is huge. And so um, the coaches do a great job of holding the kids accountable. And uh, <clears throat> when Sealy Claus comes, uh, comes to town every Wednesday, which is based <laughs> on um, 
great uh, and accountability. Uh, our kids, they, they do a really great job, and, and, and that's credit to our teachers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have we have kids that we understand that some kids are going to struggle with some subjects. Sure. But what we won't accept is laziness. We don't want our athletes to be lazy in the classroom. Yep. If you struggle, we'll get you help. Uh, the teachers do a great job working with them. Coaches will help. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, the, the kids help each other. We'll, we'll show up sure. in the morning sometimes, and there'll be one or two kids in here that are doing AT classes, and they're kind of talking through stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yes. So that's awesome. All uh, right. Very, very proud of those. And and I got I got to talk about you a little bit. You know, that's so now this is your second coach of the year award. Uh, I guess sort of. What are your thoughts on that? Like you're saying, you were you were very happy about the academic all district stuff. So does this kind of award? I was just talking with Coach Boyd. Does this kind of award say more about your team than maybe you as a coach, possibly? One hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, it's not about me. Yeah. That award right there is about my coaching staff. Yeah. When I, <laughs> you, you know me by now. <laughs> I don't touch the offense. Right. Uh, right. I don't have time to touch the offense. If, if we're going to be successful defensively, uh, Chris has to run with it. Exactly. You know, I have to trust him and, and, and he does what he wants to do and, and he, and he bases a lot of stuff. We did a lot more option stuff this year because of Devon. Right. Because of, uh, Jacoby. Uh, you know, uh, than what we've done in the past. And so he does a great job of fitting our offense, uh, to our kids. And then you've got guys like, like, well, Chase Janzak. I mean, look at our special teams this year. For sure. Um, you know, Coach Janzak, he, he game plans. Uh, he works on the offense. He works with receivers. You know, he'll come in, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoons when we're meeting. You know, our defensive coaches are, uh, in our, our little office, you know, getting our stuff done. Uh, game planning offense and Chase will come in at a certain time and, and, uh, he would go over the, the kicking game, the game plan for each phase of the of special teams. Right. And talk to each coach about, hey, what we were looking at, what we need to do. You know, we did, we had a, uh, bomber, bomber of the week in the locker room, <laughs> uh, scout team of the week in the locker room. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, so you got coaches that they, they grade their kids, they grade their positions. And so the kids go in, they look at the grading board and, uh, sometimes it's hard for the kids if they don't have that that eighty percent, and uh, and it's a good way because we just put one big board up, and the kids see it. Some games they were at sixty percent or fifty percent, and then later on in the season they see where they start grading out better because they're executing better. Nice. Uh, but that's going to be every team across uh, every team across the state. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't want to peak uh, at the beginning of the season because you have nowhere to go. Right. Uh, but possibly down, <laughs> and so you want to grow and develop. For sure. So, but as far as that award, that's that's a hundred percent. You know, it needs to, it doesn't even have my name on it. It needs to say the city coaching staff. Is what it needs to say, <laughs> uh, because it, <laughs> you know I have to wear two hats. And there's sometimes I'm in this office, and I was in this office a lot more this season because of the issues right. we've been going through. Uh, everything that takes place uh, from you know Coach Kowalski, and you know if you look at it. The defensive uh, player, the uh, MVP, defensive MVP was Tyler Henderson. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's Coach Kowalski. That's his position. Right. You know, Coach, Coach Kowalski coached him. You know, uh, the district MVP, well, that's Coach Crothers. He coaches the quarterbacks. Right. And he's a great quarterbacks coach. You know, getting those guys and he sees it and he can relate to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you start looking at your offensive line. Well, that Pels and Montgomery. Right. Uh, when you get two coaches that coach on the offensive line, that helps. Yeah. You know, 
you said that our expectations high. And uh, uh, so when you go across the board, it looked like almost every position we had, we had somebody recognized. Yeah. So I'll tell you this much. With Devon, I expected him to have an opportunity at, at one of the superlatives. Sure. Tyler Hennessy, when I threw his name up there, it was unanimous. Nice. And, uh, you know, you have, you know, you have some guys that had some great seasons last year. And, and again, your first teamers, I'll take playing project, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's the first team defense, but you got to look at it. You nominate know, one kid. Well, Tyler had more tackles. Uh, right. You know, uh, but a lot of the stuff that we did this year, uh, we saw more run. And so he's able to go both sides. Sure. They didn't want to run at Clayton. Right. Uh, they, had, <laughs> they ran at Clayton, but then they, they, you know, they had Brooks Redden sitting there waiting on him. <laughs> and uh, Tyler did a lot of cleaning the house and stuff like that. So just to see that young man, uh, I'll never forget a moment in his sophomore year uh, when he was on a JV and we put him at quarterback uh, <laughs> because we had some injuries. And he took over, and I'll never forget talking to him. And to see him there at the beginning of the year, yeah, high expectations, but for him to unanimously be voted uh, defensive MVP, it's hard to say shock, uh, but right. to say very pleased, very proud is, uh, is an understatement. Yeah. So, I got you. Uh, you know, Brooks Redden's a gamer, Thomas Clark's a gamer, those guys, uh, you know, they deserve to be on there. And so I didn't see those guys as a surprise. Right. Uh, another mm. young man that moved here his sophomore year, at the end of his freshman year, sophomore year, that had to start believing in himself. That wound up on second team uh, that I'm extremely proud of is Chris Price. Oh, yeah. You know, Chris Price is a young man that, uh, you know, if, if you knew his story, uh, when he came in and just uh, the growth that young man has had, you know. So it's not about just the, the, the studs out there and all that kind of stuff. Some of these guys uh, have a testimony. And overall, the team for these young men, uh, with this senior class, uh, is, you know, very, very proud of me. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Perfect. All right, coach. I really appreciate your time. Appreciative to those gentlemen for their time. Appreciative of you for listening in this week. That's about all I've got for this week's episode. So be sure to pick up a copy of the paper and be on the lookout for the annual letters to Santa in next week's edition featuring students from both Sealy Elementary Schools as well as Brazos Elementary. Hit up SealyNews.com for all these stories. Follow us on social media for any breaking news. And as always, pick up a copy of your favorite local newspaper for all the news around Austin County. Have a good weekend. Stay safe heading into this holiday season. And we'll catch you next time.